Welcome to Sivako, the road to Avatar. I am Sean Alexander and I will be your guide to the world of Pandora and beyond. And today we have a very special guest with us. So special guest, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. Thank you, Sean. Uh, my name is Theron. I'm from California and I just came back from a trip over at D23 to see some Avatar footage. And like you guys, I'm very, very, very excited for the upcoming movie. Yeah, that's it. We got we got you on because uh, this is sort of like this was the first time this footage was shown, and I, I think it might have been shown at CinemaCon as well. Some of it, uh, but this was the first time it was like shown in like twelve minutes worth of footage. Yeah, I was trying to look at articles online to compare the footage, but I don't think there was that much information on what kind of footage they showed at the CinemaCon. So I'm not sure. I'm, I was assuming it might be similar, but maybe a little bit more than that. Yeah, I was going to say, this seemed to be like a, a substantially larger amount and maybe even a bit more variety in the in the clips. Mm -hmm. um, so we'll, we'll get into the D23 stuff in a minute. Uh, what I do with all my guests is I ask a few little questions. So the first of which is, when did you first see Avatar? I first saw it when it came out in theaters. I don't think I saw opening weekend, but I remember seeing it with my dad in 3D because, you know, back then that was how they were advertising it. And still with the upcoming one too. But back then it was like the 3D was a big push. So I remember watching it with my dad in theaters, probably second or third week it came out. Um, but interestingly enough, I wasn't that into it at that time, but the more I watched it over the years um, on Blu-ray and on Disney Plus, the more I came to like the movie. So over the years, like when they had like all these sequel announcements, that's when I started enjoying the movie even more in the franchise. Yeah, that's kind of interesting because obviously everyone always talks about like how much of a like a theater experience Avatar is, but I find a lot of people are like reigniting their love for it via like watching it at home, being able to watch it multiple times and take in a lot more of the details. Mm -hmm. It's a good comfort movie and it's really beautifully shot. Oh, absolutely. Like this is one of the movies that I always kind of stick on in the background when I'm like, oh, I need something in the background. I, I've seen plenty of times. Exactly. <laughs> and I could just like vibe with it a bit. And the special effects, you know, and I believe the CGI, they, they still hold up even after, has it been like 13 years now? Yeah, that's so, it. Like this is, this yeah. is one of the still, it looks as good as anything that comes out nowadays. It does. Yeah. Um, is there and a actually, favorite moment from the first one? Ooh, my favorite moment. Anything that has to do at nighttime with the bioluminescence. I don't know why, but that just always attracts me. So any any scene that happens with that kind of environment. Yeah, that that stuff is absolutely stunning. I think that again, that for me, that's all, honestly one of my favorite aspects of it. Being able to see almost two different versions of Pandora, having like the daytime and the night, just uh illuminated just it's gorgeous it is and sean have you been to pandora over at animal kingdom i have i've been there um i went there in the first year it opened i think that was oh, uh, the cool. first time i visited pandora and that, that was back when <laughs> flight of passage had like a three hour line every day yeah. <laughs> yeah i just went there for the first time about a month ago but i think it's experience at nighttime that's what i really want to experience it because it closes when it's still daytime um, in the summer. Yeah, that's it. Animal Kingdom is sort of a weird one because obviously they have to like basically do it by the animal schedules. Mm -hmm. uh, so <laughs> often it does close uh, quite early. Um, but if you're lucky, you can get 
like a nice couple hours in Pandora in the evening. And um, if you're really smart about it, you can join the line like just as the parks close, and they can't like <laughs> you get you get to stay in basically until you ride the ride. That was my original plan, but it was really hot that day, so we tapped out early. <laughs> By like twelve or one, we were done. We did everything around the parks ride, but Pandora was definitely the first thing that we did. Oh yeah, that that's it. Like that's the first put in of call for me as well. Whenever I go there, yeah, definitely. And I normally would ask you uh, how excited you are for the way of water, but I feel like we're going to get into that quite uh, quite <laughs> soon with all the D twenty three footage. Um, I- I'll ask quickly now. Is um, I'm assuming very excited. <laughs> of course, yes, I'm very excited. And I I already told you before this that um, actually, I actually don't remember if I really mentioned it, but. Around the time when the trailer, the first teaser came out, I was looking for um, podcasts to listen to on Avatar. So any information I can read on Avatar, I would like try to listen to it during work or YouTube videos, theories. So I've been, I was constantly watching those videos and still am to see what people are theorizing to get myself uh, more amped up for the upcoming sequel because it's been such a long wait. <laughs> yeah, and... Unlike, for example, things like Marvel and Star Wars, we haven't had like a constant like stream of it recently to theorize over new things. So we, you know, we've seen people dissect that teaser trailer for all it's worth. Paused at every single frame. <laughs> yeah, pretty we're hungry much. for another trailer now. Yeah, and uh, it seems like we're going to be getting it. Uh, well, certainly some more footage uh, next week with the uh, re-release. Yeah, hopefully. So, yeah, let's talk about your D23 experience then. So, let's start off by saying, um, you know, let's let's talk Avatar first with it. What was your uh, experience like on that day get, leading up to the Avatar panel? Okay, so I'm being honest. Like, the I know Marvel and Star Wars is the big draw on that panel, but I was most looking forward to Avatar. So the whole entire panel, I was just waiting for an Avatar footage, anything. Um, so I was very much excited for it. I wasn't sure what they were going to show us. I wasn't sure if it's going to be a new trailer or a new scene. And I was hoping to see the actors as well on stage. Um, but the whole entire panel was such a tease because I was expecting, you know, probably for, um, D23 to save the Marvel panel for last and maybe start off with Avatar only because Marvel is usually like their showstoppers in previous expos. Um, but funny enough, Avatar was their last one, so I had to wait the whole entire panel. And on uh, that panel, Kevin Feige, the president, he the president of Marvel. I know he has like a, one of those big, um, big leadership. He's like the big honcho. Uh, at the end of their presentation, he was saying, "Well, that's it for D twenty three. Thank you." And and in my head, I was like, "Wait, that's it? I thought we were gonna have Avatar." Um, but then the I think he was the president of the Disney Pictures, the, one of the main guys also that was leading the um, the panel. He went back on stage and he told the audience, you know, hold on, we have one more. I was like, yes, it's going to be Avatar. So it was Avatar as their last one. But for a bit there, I was getting worried because Kevin kept saying that it's the last, their, their section was the last one. So for a bit there, I lost a little bit of hope. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, like, it uh, from what we were, Anyone who's watching from home, everyone's sort of like glued to Twitter or Reddit mm-hmm. or uh, or the Discord, and everyone was sort of panicking because the panel was meant to be like two hours, I think it was right, and yeah, it, it was, was like almost about three two hours. hours. 
yeah i was gonna say like it it got to about two and a half hours and everyone was like well this is it we're not even gonna get any footage at this point i know (laughs) yeah definitely because i was like well kevin says the last one and he knows everything so i was thinking that okay maybe this last one but i'm thankfully it wasn't Uh, so obviously, when um, you got a, a bit of a zoom in from uh, James Cameron, he appeared to, from Pandora. It looked like, mm-hmm. and yes. had a little chat, and then yeah, we had some. We had John Landau there, and some of the casts as well, which was uh, always. It's always nice to see the cast there. Yeah, it was amazing to see even like their chemistry in person, especially uh, Zoe and. Oh man, I'm blinking out right now. Who's the actor that plays Jake again? Oh, Sam, Sam Worthington. Yeah. yeah, Sam. They're both funny. Uh, just to see their rapport and chemistry on stage was really great. It was just, it was exciting to see them together on stage. I mean, even along with Sigourney Weaver, of course, the legendary Sigourney. So seeing them all together on stage was just a treat. Yeah, and we also got introduced to the new cast as well. Some of the youngsters, um, and they seem to really just sort of take to it. Like, you know, seeing them on Instagram and other social media, they seem like they had a great time at D23. Yeah, I was looking at their stuff after the expo. It looks like they're very excited. And I could tell they had a little bit of nerves there, but I think after this movie, a lot of people will know their names. Yeah, well, it's a, it's a big event to sort of, like, make your first like it public is. appearance as, like, yeah. the cast of Avatar. And obviously, like, there's a big expectation coming into this. You know, you're... You, People were expecting them to sort of take over the reins of the franchise, like moving forward eventually. Uh, see, seeing the Sully children sort of take the lead of, at, eventually. So it'd be interesting to see like them grow into those roles. Definitely, yeah. I'm pretty sure they'll have a, a really substantial um, role in the upcoming sequels. Probably gets bigger as it goes on. So when you were sort of like lining up and before the the Avatar. Uh, panel mm-hmm. was there sort of like a like a bit bit of excitement from the crowd in terms of like people excited for avatar or was it mostly like marvel and star wars fans there see this is why i think they should have um started off with avatar while the energy was still high before they go on to marvel because the uh the energy at the end a little bit <laughs> died down a little bit to be honest and i feel bad for them because i really wish they would have cheered louder for avatar they deserved a bigger cheer and in my head, I was thinking, you know, after the movie comes down to summer, this type of re- response would be even more louder and more ruckus. I'm sure there'll be a lot more um, excitement after that. But following up after Marvel, the audience kind of <laughs> died down a bit. So I wish they started off the panel with Avatar, because that was my original theory, was that they were going to save Marvel for last. Um, but I could sense a little bit of excitement there, but not as much as they were for Marvel's, like, as you had mentioned, the panel did run a little bit longer. So it was, the energy from the audience wasn't quite as I would have wanted them to be. They deserve more respect. <laughs> the cast of Avatar, producer, director, they all deserve, like, much more um, of a response. I'm not sure if there's a video or audio of them on stage, but I think you can kind of hear, like, the, the audience in the background. Yeah, I think I think there's some videos from the from the uh, the talk with the the cast beforehand, and you can sort of tell there there's a little bit of excitement. But I think because Marvel was just beforehand, and it sort of ended on like a bit of a not a down note for Marvel, but certainly people's expectations weren't matched. You know, there was a lot of expectation that there'd be announcements for like Fantastic Four, 
X-Men, Deadpool, that sort of stuff. And <laughs> it's kind of dead on that side, honestly. It was. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, because uh, not to go a little bit more off topic, but yeah, a lot of the news beforehand wasn't shocking. It was like a lot of things that people already knew online. Also, then again, it probably might be that it's because they showed us a lot of clips from the new movie. Um, it was a lot of random clips, and then there wasn't anything like at the end. Maybe if they ended it off with a trailer, something that has like a music at the end, like their 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 score or instrumental music, something that ramps up the audience. Maybe it would have gotten like a louder response to wake them up. But um, but I'm still grateful and thankful that we got to see something there. So I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, let's get let's get a little bit into the into the footage that was shown. So, uh, how many different scenes was it? Was it five? I think it was around four to six. Um, and I remember when they first showed the footage, the audience as soon as the three D popped up. Actually, let me get to the beginning first. So, first they gave us three D glasses, um, and there's three screens because it's such a large. Uh, auditorium, hall, whatever you want to call it. And so what they did was they curtained off each side so you're not distracted by the other screens. So you only see your screen. And they handed us these 3D glasses and initially we thought we'd get to keep them. Um, but they came with these cool glasses cleaner that we got to keep that has um, Avatar The Way of Water written on them. So I'm going to cherish that forever. But as soon as that first scene of them underwater hit in 3D, you could hear the audience reaction in amazement. Like you heard, oh, like, wow. That was probably like the most, a lot of response was the first few seconds that we saw the 3D because it was amazing. It's like the most crisp, most clear 3D that you've ever seen. Um, if that's even possible. I wasn't even sure what I was expecting with a 3D because I, I, I know I've been hearing a little bit of rumblings here and there of how great it is, but they're not exaggerating. It's really, it's really something. <laughs> Yeah, like the footage at the minute seems to be making its way around the world. Uh, they seem to be doing a tour of Europe, showing it off right now to uh, to journalists. And all the reactions we're seeing from this footage is that, yeah, the 3D is fantastic. And also that the f high frame rate um, element of it is uh, like an improvement on anything we've seen based on high frame rates. Was that something? Did you notice it? I didn't really, like I noticed... I noticed a little bit, but it wasn't to the point where it's distracting or annoying. Because I know once if you if you notice that it has like that soap that um soap opera effect, that's what they call it, where everything feels fake. But it nothing felt fake there, not, not even like the background. It just felt naturally it was like you're actually there. It it was just I don't even know how they pulled it off. Because usually with the high frame rate you could it like throws you off a bit, but it like it really enhanced the details. So you can see everything clearly. And usually in the past, 3D hasn't really wowed me. It's It hasn't really given me the effect of like, wow, I'm really there. Like, it feels like I'm really there. But this one really did, especially seeing like the um, fishes and the sea creatures in the first scene they showed us, it really popped up out of the screen. Awesome. Uh, so the first bit of footage they showed was uh, the Sully family sort of underwater. It was sort of more like a like a mood setter, wasn't it? Yes, and it was a big tease because I was um, one of the things I really wanted to hear was how the children sounded like when they spoke because I wasn't sure if they were going to have you know some of that Navi accent um, or just use like their regular voice. So that whole scene, there was no dialogue for a lot of it, and I was thinking. 
Oh man, they're not gonna let us hear them speak, are they? Uh, but it, it was just beautiful. It was just mostly them swimming. It was a lot of scenery. The music was beautiful. It was a great way to show off um, the technology that they're doing with this movie. But yeah, it was a big tease because there's like no dialogue. There's a little bit of sign language, but no dialogue for that for that whole scene. Uh, and then with the next scene is uh, where where we actually do get a little bit of the dialogue from them. And this is where the sort of speculation on uh, Kiri's parents uh, has come from. I know that's been a big, mm-hmm. big topic of discussion recently in terms <laughs> of uh, Grace and Norm, uh, that <laughs> that whole side of it. How did that sort of read to you, uh, seeing that footage now? So I'm going to be honest, when I saw these footages, I was trying to remember all these details and what they're saying. But then since they kept showing us more, I started to forget them because I was I was like getting sensory overload. I was too excited. Um, so I did see some um, descriptions of, foot- of the footage to refresh my memory because it was a lot to take in. But that was a really interesting scene because it showed us um, like the dramatic aspect of the film. Not sure how much I'm allowed to say. Would you want me to like go into it in detail? Um, yeah, what we'll do, I'll, I'll put a little spoiler sort of like warning on this episode anyway, so everyone sort of knows that there will be like a little bit of diving a little bit deeper into it. Um, so yeah, go ahead. Right, so the that scene, what surprised me was seeing Grace, her avatar body um, in those tanks, it's just like floating on that tank. It's kind of like the one that you see at the Flight of Passage queue. Uh, that's what surprised me because I wasn't sure why they still have it. And, I don't know what if there if it's just there, but um, so Carrie goes on top and she's she's saying hi, mom, or something along those lines, and just you know like admiring her from the tank, and you see a little bit of the um, the report from Carrie Spider, and I think it's Loak, um, like their dynamic on that scene, so they tease her. Not her, but they tease like her um, lineage a bit there, trying to guess who the father is. And that's where all the the sort of norm stuff has come up, hasn't it? Yes, that's something I forgot that they were making, because I remember they were making fun of someone there, but I wasn't sure who it was. And I saw the description and it's norm. They were making fun of him on the video, from a video they were watching. So this sort of sounds like it is a bit more of a joke thing. I don't think norm will actually be the father that. I think it's more just like a people teasing in the situation, you know, kids being kids. Yeah, it shows you um, their dynamic and how they get along. So I think I've seen before they're guessing that maybe Spider would be like an outcast in this movie, but from this scene, it looks like he has a close relationship with his siblings so far. Um, but it was a good, funny scene, but then it leads to a lot of um, lineage questions, not only for Kiri, but also for Spider. Because um, mm. eventually it goes down to his father, who his father is as well at the end of that scene. Cool. Um, so after that piece of footage, um, I think it might have been the footage next was uh, a bit of action of sequence. Was that right? Yes. Yeah, so this one was their most action-packed scene that they showed. It was at nighttime, and I believe it was raining. Um, and if my memory serves me correct, I remember seeing Kiri and Spider held captive in the middle um, while their family and the other members of their clan are hiding, try not to be seen by Corridge and you know, those other guys. Um, 
But yeah, that was pretty brutal. I remember I saw uh, Tomahawk land on top of one of Korich's guys, and they show the whole thing. Like, it doesn't cut off when that Tomahawk lands on the head. So it was pretty brutal in the beginning, but it was a really good scene also. I want to see more of that one. Yeah, like that that's sort of an interesting aspect is it does sound like this action sequence is quite quite uh brutal and obviously they're sort of like trying to stick to the PJ PG thirteen rating. So mm-hmm. it'd be interesting to see how far they kind of push that because uh I, I suppose with them not you being humans, it, I I'm assuming that was a that was a recom that <laughs> got Tom Hawked. Yeah, I don't it wasn't bloody, it was just pretty violent. Uh, that was another uh part of the scene that the audience reacted the most to was the tomahawk landing on the head. <laughs> <laughs> I can just <laughs> I can imagine. And I think that's gonna be an interesting aspect for for the new film is obviously with quite a young cast, you kinda of gotta have this sort of sense of danger for them. And yeah, like putting them in harm's way in that sense is going to be such an interesting aspect for for Jake and Siri to deal with because obviously before they were only looking after themselves really, but now they they got a whole family they kind of got to protect too. The scene before that, I wanted to talk about the cliffhanger they left it at. I think it was Corridge. You see it from the viewpoint of his gun. He's about to shoot Siri from behind because she cannot see him. And that's where they end that clip. <laughs> oh, I, I see. That's the first time I've heard that bit. Yeah, that was that's a good cliffhanger there. But yeah, let's go to the next scene now. Yes, this is a scene that is actually from the end of the trailer that we saw where um, he's saying this family is our fortress. So in this scene, they're arguing about leaving their home. And the kids are watching them argue from an opening above their house. I think it was Kiri, Loak, and I think Spider might have been there. I don't remember, but I just remember uh, mostly Kiri was speaking through the whole watching them argue, and they're arguing because Nitiri does not want to leave, but uh, Jake was saying that they're in danger. There was something about Spider that he said, I think he was saying that they captured him or um, that he knows a lot. I'm not sure what kind of context that was, like if it, if um, Spider is a bit of a great character or maybe he's just saying that they should trust Spider. I wasn't sure what kind of context that was over there, but... Um, so yeah, they're having this argument about leaving their home, and then it ends with that line that you see from the trailer where uh, he says, this, this family is our fortress. That's really interesting you're saying about sort of, um, we're seeing this uh, like progression from what we've seen already in the teaser, and seeing that scene sort of play out is uh, probably quite interesting, because obviously within context, it kind of seems like it's quite early still within the within the film. Or what the runtime will be. Um, you can't imagine this will be further than through the first third of the movie at all. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking about too. If these clips they showed us, if they were in chronological order, I'm assuming they are, but this is probably in the beginning, as you had mentioned. So it'll be interesting to see as well uh, how how this sort of plays out, like how much they decide to show us going deeper into the film will we only sort of see stuff from the first, say, two-thirds of the film? And that way, a lot of the surprises from the the final act are kind of kept a surprise for us. That's what I was thinking as well, too, because a lot of the scenes that we saw uh, were most of them. You see them uh, bits of them in the trailer um, or in the promotional uh, photos that they released. 
such as the one with Kiri watching Grace through the video screen. So a lot of the stuff that we saw is, is something that you've quickly seen in one of their promotional videos or pictures already as well. It, it does make me wonder if uh, James Cameron's sort of taken a more like hands-on approach with the trailer in terms of saying, hey, look, here's like your limited amount of footage you're allowed to go through. Uh, I'm not letting you spoil, <laughs> spoil this one like <laughs> I've had Terminator 2 spoiled. Was that spoiled? That's interesting. Oh yeah, Terminator Two is like the classic case of like this. This has happened for like every Terminator film since. But basically, they'll show the twist of uh, for T Two. It was the fact that Arnie was coming back, but as the good guy, the hero, uh, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of. <laughs> I hope that sort of James Cameron's had that chance to sort of like step in and be like, "No, look, I, I don't want you spoiling this one for me." I know. I feel like there's a lot more footage because it. I. I should be a pretty good lengthy film. I really want it to be almost three hours. I'm willing to like sit three hours for this film alone. Oh, absolutely. So I feel like, like, I feel like I've, sat, I've is... sat three hours for <laughs> Avengers films. I could sit three hours for this. Yeah, we could sit three hours for Avatar to do Avengers. Uh, but, but yeah, I feel like as you had, had theorized, I feel like what we've seen is probably only within the first hour of the movie. That's my theory. Yeah, I, I think that's probably it, probably about right. Because obviously we're going to have to see a lot of setup in terms of, you know, we've got a whole family to sort of introduce now. Obviously we do know Jake and Natiri, but there's still a whole five kids to explain. And obviously we've got to try to understand how comes uh, Quaritch is back and things like that. So it'll be interesting to see how they handle all of that. Yeah, there's a lot of story to be told. I'm excited for it too. Uh, and that sort of brings us on to uh, they, you know, clearly within the movie, they decide that where they were is not safe anymore. So they're going to move their family away. And that's where they meet the new clan. So that one, we were meeting their leaders. I'm not sure if that's the correct term to describe them. It was Kate Winslet's character, I believe it's pronounced Rona, Rona, and her husband. Um, so in that scene, there's a bit of an uh tense exchange because of their kids. So it was between Loak and um Ronald's daughter, um played by Bailey what the name? I don't know how to Bailey pronounce Bass? Her. Bailey Bass. I'm trying to pronounce the character's name but I don't know how to pronounce it. Soraya? Soraya. Soraya. So uh Soraya and Loak get caught I and this is the aftermath of that. I'm don't really remember what they were getting in trouble for, but um, Soraya's father was very angry at them, especially angry at Loak. And from that scene, I feel like there's a little bit of a tension between those families. There was something they were describing about killing or of how that clan doesn't kill. And in that scene, um, Jake pulls Loak aside and he says to uh, the Metcalina leader that he'll take care of him from there. So, yeah, it was a bit of a tense exchange. So I wasn't really sure what was going on, but it, it, it kind of builds a tension between those two families a bit. Yeah, and that's going to be a really interesting dynamic to kind of see play out because obviously the Sullys are kind of traveling there as sort of a, a refugee of yes. sorts. Yeah. Looking oh, no, for safety. Yeah, oh, yeah, I forgot to mention, sorry, uh, the scene is also shown in the trailers when they're showing... Um, the um, Soraya and Ronald's character, that's all from the scene. 
and oh. a shot of um uh Loak looking word where he's like looking up and uh Jake is behind him where it looks like he's about to approach him. That's all from the scene too. That's when he says that he's gonna talk to him and um take it from there. Yeah, so another footage that's from the trailer. Yeah, that's it. Like I was gonna say, like we're we're sort of filling out all these trailer trailer moments. Um, so it's gonna be interesting to see what we get within the official trailer coming out. Hopefully in the in the next few weeks, how much different footage will be, or will it just be extended shots from the teaser as well? Yeah, I'm excited. I wonder what we're, what they're gonna give us. Um... And if they're going to show the uh, general audiences like some dialogue in those trailers, I wonder, or if they're just going to keep it like, like with the score, go to that emotional beat. So I'm excited to see how they promote this. I mean, I'm really excited. I mean, so far, I can't argue with the promotion. It feels like they've really nailed it so far. It's perfect of, so like, far, right? <laughs> yeah, like that teaser trailer is is perfect in terms of the score. And because Avatar is always remembered, mostly due to the visuals, focusing on that and focusing on the world it just sort of uh, draws you in instantly which i think uh, mm-hmm. a lot of other trailers nowadays focus more on like hey look let me show as much action as i can like all the excited action moments from the from the movie and then when you go into the film you you're sort of left thinking oh I've, I've already seen this yeah and i feel like the trailer silenced a lot of the haters a bit like i don't really hear them or see them online anymore so it feels like it really amped up the excitement level for the audiences for this movie they did a really good job with that trailer just as he had mentioned the music it, it was the perfect music to to like do that nostalgia factor or just like there's something emotional about that music that really draws everyone to it there was one more scene this one is not really dialogue to but not not as a you know action-packed or as tense as those two scenes we just talked about but this one is just about um the Sully kids, they're uh, getting a lesson on how to ride one of the sea creatures. I'm not sure it was shown in the trailers. I don't think it's the same one that Jake is riding at the end of the, the teaser trailer. I don't remember it looking that aggressive, but they're getting a lesson in um, riding with the their sea creatures because one of them says, if you want to live, you got to learn how to ride these. And we see their youngest, um, their youngest Sully kid. Um, being enthralled with one of the sea creatures and having a fun time. So it was like a lighthearted scene. It was similar to the very first clip they showed us, where it just uh, brings you into the environment. Uh, this scene was much more quicker than the other ones, but it was just a, uh, just wanted to put that into there and describe that scene. But yeah, that was another cool scene as well. Awesome. No, that's really cool to hear as well and sort of see that. Uh, despite the sort of like uh, maybe tensions between the Sullys and the Metcaina, that we're seeing them sort of trying to integrate them in some way. And, yes. And um, in that is a nice element. Yeah. It seemed like there's a level of respect there, but also there's a little bit of tension, uh, mostly regarding their kids. So it'll be interesting to see what that's about. I know a lot of people are theorizing maybe like a forbidden love, but. It seemed to be something more bigger than that, so I'm not sure what it is, but I don't think it was Forbidden Love that they were getting in trouble for in that scene um, where they had that conflict. Yeah, it sounds like people were speculating whether it is t- uh, the Forbidden Love's angle or it could be that uh, perhaps someone's uh, teaching them 
something something of the of the Metcain clan about their history or their um their culture but maybe isn't for outsiders yeah so it was like it seemed like they got in trouble for hanging out with someone or they got caught hanging out with a certain person I'm, i wasn't sure i couldn't really remember what they were talking about it was just a lot to take in i think they said it was like 13 to 15 minutes of footage and i remember i was thinking in the back of my head i was like i want to remember all this so i can report it to the avatar fans and then of course i forgot like most of it i could remember like the visuals a little bit but i forgot the dialogue what was said and then i would see like some reports on people who did a better job on describing it and i was like oh yes that's exactly what happened <laughs> it's a, it's a tough thing to experience though i know um i always find it whenever i go see a film for the first time it's impossible to remember every detail like that's just it's just how it is and with the excitement of being at d23 and like this being like such a huge amount of footage to see for the first time uh, it's hard to expect you to remember it all in one go it is and the cast was there watching it too um there's a youtube video that someone took that had a really good seats they were like on the aisle seats of uh, the Mm -hmm. middle section where um the actors went down the stage and stood next to them and watched the 3D footage. So there was a footage of them like standing near them, getting their 3D glasses ready and watching the footage along with the rest of us. So knowing that they were there was also a huge factor because in the back of your head, you're just thinking, well, I just saw Zoe Zaldana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's kind of exciting to be like, hey, you know, I watched <laughs> I watched this footage at the same time as the cast as well. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I think... It, I think based on some interviews, it might have been their first time seeing those clips as well. So it was their first time, a lot of their first time seeing um, uh, this many footage and what James Cameron has created so far. Yeah, and I think that's such an interesting aspect is having the cast there, having this new footage, it sort of creates this huge bubble of excitement. And I think that sort of showing that people are starting to get a bit more on board with it again uh obviously we were mentioning earlier but you know there was <laughs> there's always been a bit of a pushback against avatar that's just the way things are, go as an avatar i know fan. I, I know for sure and i'm hoping that the next d23 because it's every two years and that's also happens to be when the third one comes out that the excitement level will be much more different than how it was at this d23 so i'm pretty sure they'll be back there I mean, it's kind of exciting that basically every time there's a D23, there's a new Avatar film, which basically means every time you go, there's going to be a new bit of footage to watch. And I think a lot of uh, information that James Cameron mentioned that got overlooked a lot is that he said that he's in production now for the fourth movie. Yeah, and I think that's interesting because obviously he's talked about that they have done some work on four as well. So I think some people have been saying like, oh, maybe he's just mentioning that they have filmed a bit for four for because uh, I think they've there's a uh, James has even mentioned that there's going to be a time jump in su- some point within the fourth film. Um, so obviously they had to film some of the footage for the younger kids a little bit earlier. I would imagine, yeah, because a lot of the kids, you know, they're going to grow up fast. So then a time jump does make sense. Because um, I remember when the kids were introduced and seeing all of them, I was probably wondering how recently they filmed these live action scenes, specifically for Spider. Because he looks like how he does now, the actor. And I remember when they introduced like the kid actors, did not look like how he does on on those live action scenes. I wonder what was that the chronological timeline of filming these scenes. Yeah, I'd kind of love love to know the sort of in, inner details of that sort of thing. Because obviously, 
I think they did start filming like as early as it might have been as early as 2017, 2018. So, you know, you're talking four or five years ago that they started making some of this footage. And when you consider that how long ago that is, yeah, of course, these, these, you know, it's so more, much more noticeable in kids as well. You know, a time jump like that, four or five years, it will really show if a kid has aged that much, you know, just take into account like the Harry Potter films between the first and the sixth one, you, you're talking a completely different actors at that point. Yeah, because I wonder if they ever filmed it, but then they just reshot it because like some of the kids grew up faster. I got me wondering, because I think I remember seeing a line too that the um, the actors uh, that that are, you know, like Zoe, um, Sam, Sigourney, um, who don't really have any like physical live action scenes, where they show like their real faces. I think they finished early, right? Within after about a year or so. Uh yeah, I think I, this is it. Again, I uh, keep trying to keep trying to keep up with this James Cameron schedule is is impossible. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And uh with the re-release that we're getting, uh we're getting a re-release within a week now. Yeah, which is pretty exciting. I, I I can't wait for the re-release, and I'm sure a lot of people. I'm sure you're the same as well. You you probably can't wait to to get get to see it again. Yeah, definitely to see the 4K upgrade. I'm interested to see it. I wonder if it would if the 3D would feel different than it did over 13 years ago. Like if it would be substantially different. What do you think? Well, I I saw Jaws 3D last night, and it had the the Avatar um, remaster trailer attached to it. And I, I noticeably no, it felt like I could see differences in it, and I was kind of surprised by that. I, you know, I've I've watched Avatar quite a few times in this last few months um, mm-hmm. for this podcast, and I, I feel like I noticed a, a a really sizable difference in the quality of the picture, but also, I think the 3D element is going to be such a pull for people to say, oh, now I've seen it the way that I was meant to watch it. Because I I don't think I saw it in three D when it first came out. I, I'm I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I saw it in two D. Um, it's so long ago. And I'm really bad at remembering like little details like that. I I've struggled to remember. Um, but I feel like this time seeing it in the theater, seeing it in three D, and especially with all this sort of like wealth of knowledge people been like dropping on me about Avatar, I feel like I'm gonna go in appreciating it so much more. Yeah. Because, you know, the 3, 3D so-and-so gimmick has died down a lot since the first Avatar came out. But the second one, the second movie, The Way of Water, everybody should see in 3D. It's like no other. So I think they might have a little bit of resurgence. Or maybe this is only something that Avatar can pull off with a 3D. Like no other movies could probably pull this off. Because a lot of them are just like conversion. I'm excited for everyone to see how the 3D is for The, the Way of Water. Because... There's no other way to watch it other than in 3D. I mean, that, that's a that's an element that I think everyone's kind of excited for to see how much of a difference almost the free. I, I kind of want to see it in both 2D and 3D to see how much of a difference it makes um, with your experience watching it. See to see if 3D does. I'm not expecting it to bring it out so much more, but obviously there's sort of it does make me interested because I'm thinking as well like. Um, I don't know if you guys get it over in America, but in the UK we have uh, screens called 4DX, which is basically with the moving seats. It shoots water at you and all that. Um, 
and I might do that for for the remaster. And I'm really curious to see what that experience is going to be like. It's fun, especially if there's a movie that's with water. I'm already planning on three different formats. I want to watch The Way of Water in. I want to watch it in 4DX, Dolby, and an IMAX. <laughs> I think I'm sort of on the along the, the same lines as you. Uh, so, I, I don't, this is the thing. I've done the 4DX thing before. I did it. They did a uh, a day and they showed some older films and they did the first Harry Potter in 4DX. And I, the specific thing I remember was on the brooms, you were like getting jolted around. But also the, there's a bit where a troll sneezes and uh, you get sprayed with water at that point. And it was just really awful feeling. I feel like this movie is the perfect one for 40X because usually I would only use it. I would only recommend using it for movies that have a lot of elements that they uh, use in 40X. Like you had mentioned like water because the first one I saw in 40X was Jungle Cruise. That was a perfect mixture of water, the seed effects, smokes. Uh, so I feel like Avatar would be the next perfect movie to watch using that technology if you're not watching it in the um, in Dolby or IMAX. Um, I did have one final question for you about the Avatar. Was uh, new, like footage that you saw? Do you feel like you've seen too much at all, or is it all just just the right amount? Just the right amount, and I don't think I saw too much. As we were saying earlier, I think we only saw scenes from maybe the first hour and the scene we ended with was the Sully kids um, learning how to swim with those sea creatures so they're still getting to be familiar with the, their new environment their new home so there's a lot to be said still and we're not even down to like the main conflict of the movie yet so there's I, I'm, there's a lot that they're saving for us and I'm excited to see what they have in store um, it's just it's gonna be a really beautiful movie because um, you know they were showing us scenes from the Marvel pet, the Marvel stuff, the Star Wars stuff on that same screen didn't really have like a the screen when I was watching those other scenes that were not Avatar didn't really have like a uh, 4K or high quality aspect to it when I was watching it. But for some reason, when we saw these Avatar clips, it was it like brightened up the whole screen. So, outside of uh, the Avatar stuff, is there anything else from D twenty three that you want to like let people know about that? that you sort of enjoyed obviously we we did see some bits about toys and things like that as well which i I think everyone's sort of devoured online at this point there was this thing that we did on saturday uh for i think it's disney volunteers on saturday was themed around avatar and it was where you would make your own avatar creature and i spent a little too much thought and effort into making mine uh because my family was waiting for me when I was done and I didn't know that they were finished before me. So that was a fun thing to do. Uh, Avatar waited. Um, yeah, they, they previewed some of the toys there. Um, but you know, overall, it was a really fun D23. Mostly what I was looking forward to was seeing Avatar footage and the actors, and that's what I got. I mean, that's that's the dream, isn't it? <laughs> you actually yes. go to the figure and get what you wanted. <laughs> and, they, and I can't wait for them to be there for the third one <laughs> yeah i this is one thing that i'm sort of like in my head i'm like all right i've got i've got i've got two years you I should get come to D23. i i honestly i'd love to it's... i think um i'd go mad for it i already love comic cons and things like that yeah and a disney themed one's like just right on my street um yeah because the first time i went which was the last month for the pandemic in 2019 i uh, <laughs> i camped overnight or not camp because they they let you sleep inside the basement underneath underneath the um, hall, 
to get into the panel for the movies because I, I didn't have reservations. Like it's, as you know, it's really hard to get into. Um, and then this time, luckily enough, I had reservations. So hopefully, I have some of that luck again for the next one. And you too, if you go, it's like it's something that everyone should experience. All right. I, I just want to say a big thank you for, for you coming on to, to chat about the, the new footage and your experience at D23. It sounds like you had a blast and I, I honestly can't wait to eventually make my own way to D23. Yeah, definitely. And thank you again for having me. I had fun speaking with you on my experience. And hopefully next week you guys had the same um, luck with seeing footage that they got to show us so that you guys are well fed also. <laughs> so <laughs> I look forward to that. Fingers crossed uh, everyone by the by this time next week will have a really good uh, bunch of new footage to talk about. Um, so where's, uh, is there anything that you'd like to promote? Uh, where can people find you? Uh, I have nothing to promote. I'm just excited to talk about this with you. But if you want to, uh, I posted a picture on my Instagram of what I took of the cast at D23. So if you want to find my social, it's at Travels with Ren. Um, so you can find me over there. But that's all I have to say, really. Like everyone else, I'm excited for the sequel and what's to come. Yeah, and it's it's so glad to have you. I'm so glad to have you on today. Um, it's been a pleasure to hear all about it and sort of uh, get you, get your thoughts on it because obviously, you know, <laughs> the most we've had is maybe a little bit of uh, audio from it or um, had a lot of people talking about it from their own perspective. So hearing another view on it, it's, it's just so fantastic to hear. Thank you so much for coming on. And uh, yeah, thank you for everyone who's been out to listen. Um, we hope to have you around for next week. Very exciting time. Avatar re-release. Let's see, see what happens then. So uh, thank you all for listening. Goodbye. <laughs>